check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? What's up? Podium podcast. Yeah, nigga, I'm a father now, nigga. What's up? Episode 244, episode 244. My daughter is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so happy. All right, Nas, we had enough. Let's give it up for me now. Yeah, man. So, y'all listen to the show, as y'all know. I was expecting a child for the last nine months, so give or take. Uh, <laughs> she was due February 1st, and my daughter was born February 9th at 10.37 a.m. 2023. Serenity Nicole Gooding is here. She is beautiful. She is precious. She is everything I thought she would be. Um, shout out to my girl for having a natural birth. No epidural. She took all that like a G. Um, even though the nurses kept coming in every fucking contraction. Do you want the epidural? Do you want the epidural? I'm like, yo, she said no. She told y'all no from Rip. She told y'all she's never had an epidural and she doesn't want it. Why do y'all keep offering it to her every time? I, I get it. Y'all doing your job and y'all 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 want to keep the patient out of pain and yeah yeah. But you want to you know we pay for that anesthesia and all these medicines and all this bullshit. No, we going natural. We had a natural birth. My daughter was. Oh man, she was born Wednesday morning last week. So she's like officially a week old. No Thursday or tomorrow she's a week old officially. She's gorgeous. I wish y'all could see her. Not yet. Not for a while. Hold on. Yeah, you know, uh, uh no Epidoro, my girl's a soldier. And it must be that that West Indian blood. Unless she's from Grenada. Maybe they make them tougher over there or whatever, but man. Let me tell y'all something about childbirth, bruh. Uh now, going in, you know, you get it's my first child, so you hear all kind of shit from different fathers. Had one friend tell me he caught diarrhea as soon as the labor began. And as soon as his son started crowning, he had to take the biggest shit of his life. So you got niggas like that. And then you got niggas that told me they passed out. You got niggas that told me they, they, couldn't, they couldn't have sex for a long time <laughs> after seeing that. Um, different people take it different. Now, me, I'm a person that watches a lot of shit anyway. Like, I watch animal stuff, National Geographic, and all them documentaries, or whatever the fuck. But, um, you know, I, uh, I wasn't afraid, what the hell, the screen cut off again? I wasn't afraid to, um, to, um, help if you will. Now, that means, hold on, we having technical difficulties here. So, 
this pod is going to be a little different. Yannick is in uh, Czechoslovakia or some shit. So please pardon me. I'm going to get to this. Hold on. Yo. It's looking like the phone. Every time I exit on my phone, it's like stopping me. So I oh. one thing, bro. So go on my computer. You see the trackpad? Like it's like a flat black thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see the screen right now. What the fuck? All right. Put capital F O S T R. Foster. Capital F. Gonna make some shit for real quick. Oh, we got slide. Yeah. Oh, I have to do this shit quick. Look like it's running. Where are you going? Where are you going? Excuse me. What's this right here? Strip club? How much? I'm from the US. USA, America, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, you gonna be downstairs too? Yeah, I'm coming right now. I'm coming right now. All right, my phone click okay. Whatever that is. All right, it's it's going red, right? Like it's recording right now, right? Yeah, it's recording. Like you see the red. Yeah, so see the red where? Punch. Just nah, just stop talking. I'm gonna cut all that shit out in my um, when I send it to you. All right, cool. And let me know if you got any problems after that. All right. Make sure it's red in the, those, you see the track that's doing? Those little waveforms and shit? Oh, wait, wait, right there? Yeah, it's red, right? All three of them, right? Let me look to the left, look left. To the left. All right, yeah. The speaker, oh, yeah. Mind? let me see if the, you got signal. You can hear yourself, right? Yeah, I can hear myself. All right, so yeah, punch in. Just say what you just started over how you do it. I'm gonna okay. get all that bullshit out. All right. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sorry that probably technical, ah, technical difficulties. Anyway, yes, let me take y'all through my experience of uh, childbirth. Uh, me and my girl, Nicole, and happy Valentine's Day to everybody, too. Your Valentine's Day was yesterday. I hope uh, y'all still together, and I hope everybody that did all that extra shit really love each other for real and wasn't doing that just for the internet because that's what it seemed like. But salute. Salute. You know, me and my girl didn't do nothing. We was in the house with a baby. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but my girl's not like that. Like, she was like, where's my flowers? Or where's my balloons? Like, we're not like that. We're normal. I don't know. You know, I can't speak for everybody else, but my shit should work. My shit worked for me. Anyway. So, um, we was due on the 1st of February and, um, nothing, nothing happened. We went through that weekend, nothing happened. And they went, went to the doctor last Monday and they said, um, you know, if you're not dilating by that day, we'll set up the induction. So they set us up for Wednesday. We go to the hospital Wednesday, four o'clock. We're there on time, and they're like, yeah, there's a lot of people having babies today, unfortunately, so it's going to be like a wait. If you guys want to go get something to eat and come back, I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) 
Like, you know, like, you know, we're not here because we have a cold. Like, we're here to have a baby. Like, you can't just, what the fuck is this? But I guess that's how that goes. So I don't, I, you know, it's my first child. I don't know. So we go eat. Uh, we kicking it. Time goes by. We finally get to um, the nurse, the nurse, where we do the check of the baby, the stress test, make sure there's no um, stress on the baby because my daughter was low. She was, like, ready. She was in position to be born. Um, she, the stress test was fine. They were trying to get my daughter's heartbeat forever, and they couldn't get it. Try to do a monitor on her. My daughter has been dipping and dodging these heart monitors her entire life. She is in the womb. Every time they put a monitor on, she would move. She would not let them get her heartbeat for shit. We've been we dealt with this. <laughs> We've been dealing with that the entire time. So anyway, they take all the they do all the stuff. Get my girl on the IV. They put us in a room. I go take a smoke break. I'm like, look, man, it's like one in the morning, two in the morning now. We're in our room. This is going to be the delivery room where we're going to deliver the baby. They did the balloon because they induced her. They gave her the balloon thing. If ladies, if I don't know, y'all don't know if y'all know, maybe y'all do. Y'all should. Y'all are women. I don't know if y'all, this is a new thing or not. But they gave my girl the balloon to help her dilate. Upon that, uh, you just basically wait until you 10 centimeters dilated and the balloon was supposed to fall out when it happens and it fell out. And they were like, okay, so you're dilating. That's great. When we get to 10, 10 centimeters, we'll begin to push. So my girl at this point, her water has not broken, but she's having contractions. And they're getting heavier and heavier and closer and closer. So I fall asleep in the chair. In the recliner thing, I knock the fuck out. I'm high. I'm sitting there with my girl. I went to the store and got a sandwich. We just in there watching TV, Law & Order. Just trying to like, you know, and just get through this. So now I'm woken up to a phone call. My girl is calling my phone. I'm like, why are you calling me? I'm sitting right here. She couldn't talk through the contractions to say, hey, I'm probably going to give birth soon. This is, it's, it's intense. But the pain was too much. She couldn't talk. So she threw a Snapple bottle at me, which she, she, she told me. It was either I throw that Snapple bottle at you or I call you and just let you get up. So when I got up, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, you know, I'm having contractions. Get up. Okay. <laughs> I say, okay, let me go to the bathroom. Had to take a shit. You know, not nerves, but, you know, me usually in the morning, that's the first thing I have to do is uh, take a deuce. So I get up, like, all right, let me go get this out the way because I don't want to have any accidents in the event I turn to a bitch-ass nigga during the labor, the delivery. As I'm on the toilet, I hear the nurse come in. And the nurse is trying to get my girl to turn to another side. And as she's turning, her water breaks. It's go time. Yeah. So I hear this. I hear the nurse say, oh, your water broke. Okay. I'm like, oh, shit. I hop up, wipe, pull my pants up, wash my hands, run out. All right, what's going on? I grab my girl's hand, and she's going through it. I immediately start Cut crying. Shit. I immediately start crying. I'm holding her hand and I'm crying, bro. I'm crying because of the pain she's in and I cannot help her. I put her in this predicament. <laughs> uh, we agreed to it, but I cannot do anything at this point. It's all on her now. You know, um, I made sure she had a stress-free pregnancy. I made sure I was always on hand when my girl needed me. I made sure everything I told her I would do, I got done. I made it very easy. I wanted her pregnancy to be very easy. So, you know, 
She's in labor. I'm crying. She's in pain. She's pushing. The nurse is like, don't push yet. My girl is like, fuck that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This baby's coming now. It's getting out of here. So she's pushing. The nurse is like, all right, we pushing. Let's go. He's like, you got you to gotta grab her leg. I'm like, grab her leg? Now, mind you, at this time, I'm at the top holding my girl's hand. And she's squeezing the fuck out of my hand. It didn't hurt, though. It was more so of a really tight grip. Like, thank you for being here. Just help be here with me. So I'm holding her hand, and the doctor's like, no, let her hand go grab her leg. I got to hold my girl's legs wide open now. I'm holding her foot in one hand, and I got her leg, her calf rested in my other hand, and she's telling me to push her foot towards her so she could, like, push down, like a squat down type thing. So I'm pushing her foot down, and I'm looking, and I'm like, yo, I see everything. First thing I see is my daughter's hair. First, you see a bunch of fluid and shit come out. Fluid, a little bit of blood and shit. And you see, like, you know, fluids and shit. Now, the next push, I see my daughter's hair. So I'm like, okay, this is the crowning shit they were talking about. The next push, my daughter's head pops right the fuck out. Like, boop. I'm just like, oh, shit. That's my kid. That's her head. Wow, she got a lot of hair. I'm crying. I'm a wreck. But I'm, I'm like, go, babe, push, push. She's almost out. And right before my girl get that final push, she's, the lady's like, okay, take a break. She's like, no, get this baby out of me. <laughs> Swear to God, that's what she said. Get this baby out of me. She pushes like two more times. My daughter's out. They put the baby on my girl's chest. They come with the little suction thing and suck the thing out of mouth and nose. My daughter takes an inhale and starts crying. And man, that was my daughter crying at the beginning of the show. I cried. I cried bad. Yeah. And I thought I would still be emotional by the time I did the pod, but I think I'm okay. Usually when I tell that story, I tear up, and I didn't. Maybe because I'm in a studio by myself. I don't know. But, man, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment, a beautiful day. My daughter was born. I was just so in love with my girl, like, after seeing her do that. And then seeing her, the pain being over and her smile again. Because, you know, you're seeing your girl going through that pain and she ain't, ain't nothing you could do to make her smile at that time. It's nothing. And it's like, I wish I could do something. You know? And you can't. They just got to go through that shit. And what hurts me more is knowing that men don't even... There's men that have never seen their children born because of their selfish... I don't know what the fuck to call it. Like, why, why weren't you there? Why... Did you have that woman pregnant and you not being okay with her? Why, why, what the, f- I don't know how people bring kids in this world. I only can speak for me. But I always said I will never have children with a woman I don't love. And I said the woman that I have children with will be the last woman that I will ever love because I'm not, I'm doing right. If we have a kid together, I owe you everything in me. I owe you the world. You gave me my kid. You gave me my child. There's nothing I can do to repay her but make her life the best I can. That is the best I can do. I can't have a child for her. If I could, I would. If I could have took that pain from her in that moment, I would have. But I can't. But what I can do is do right by her, cherish her, love her, honor her, and that's what I'll do. So 
to the niggas that's not in their kid's life, to the niggas that's deadbeats, to the niggas that, like, never seen their child born, wasn't in the room, you know what I mean? And I don't understand some people weren't allowed COVID. People had their children in pandemic, and it was different, and I get that. Not those fathers, because that wasn't their fault. But to the niggas that got that call <laughs> and didn't rush to the hospital, and to the niggas that was at the hospital and just didn't go in the room, like, you missed the moment, bro. That was important for me. I wanted, I cut the cord. I did all of that. Yes, I cut the cord. You got them right. The nurse asked me first. I'm crying. You want to cut the cord? Yeah, yeah, I want to cut the cord. <laughs> Tears in my eye, wiping my face. My father called me. You crying? Yeah, I'm crying, man. Shit, shit emotional, bro. But, um, yeah, everything is wonderful. My daughter's doing great. My girl is doing great. Everybody's doing great. My mom was in town last week. And a lot of love right now, man. Everything's positive. My brother came by. He was scared to hold. My brother first seen it. He was like, wow, you have a kid. You're a father. I like, yeah. My dad was proud of me. That was, um, that was, that felt good. I mean, my, my dad always been proud of me, but that pride is different. Like, now you're a father. Now you're a man. You know what I mean? Like, that bond now we have, that camaraderie. Like, you're a father, too. Like, you made, you made the, the bloodline stretch. Thank you, son. And, you know, he, he loves us. My father can't stop posting on Facebook. Every, the whole family want me to reprimand my dad and be like, oh, tell your father to take them pictures down. Listen, this is his first grandchild, man. I'm not taking that from him. My father about to be 60 years old. He waited all his life for this. I'm 37. Understand. Understand having a 37-year-old and not having any grandchildren could be quite frustrating at a point. Yeah, so I get it. Um... But everybody loves her. You know, all her brother, her brothers and sisters love her. She's just, she's the best baby. I mean, I don't know any other babies, but my mom, I know mine. My daughter don't really cry much. All that shit people was telling me, oh, work on the team, no sleep. She gonna be crying all night. Uh, I mean, I don't know when that starts, but it hasn't started yet for us. Like my girl gets up in the middle of the night, she's on maternity leave, so she don't have to work. So I kind of let her handle that unless she's breast pumping and then I'll get up and I'll hold make sure the baby's good I'll feed her I'll change her and I'll lay her back down you know she does wake up here and there sporadically but for the most part my daughter just sleeps that's I think that's what weak old babies do they just sleep she's not really too alert yet she's getting there she's starting to look around more she's starting to smile now so you know every day is something new with her yesterday she took a crazy shit it looked like 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 oxtail gravy pouring out a diaper. So glad I wasn't there for that. <laughs> Straight up. Word. But yeah, that's uh that's that's uh that's my story. You know, I cried for three days. People ask, how does it feel to be a father? It feels amazing. I'm super happy. I'm proud. I'm. I'm in love. I'm just everything. I'm just, it feels, I feel like I have a, a greater purpose now. Like, you got somebody to be here for. And, you know, and it's like, they don't know anything. Like, my, my daughter doesn't know anything. She doesn't know any, you know, I'm responsible for teaching her what I know. I can't teach her how to live. I can't teach her how to think. 
but I can just give her information that I would hope she would input and use in her journey. And, um, you know, just be the best person that she could be. You know, I think too often we want our kids to make us proud when we really have no control over them outside of what control we have them under until they get out of that control. When you're a little kid, you do everything your mother tells you because you just don't know any better. You know, but we got to tell our kids how to be individuals and how to be themselves. Like, I want to, if my daughter's into art, I want to push her into art. If she's into sports, I want to push her that. I want to, I want to, like, harness and hone whatever she's into. I want to give her the maximum effort and I want her to try as many things as she wants. I don't want to tell her, no, you're not doing, no, why not? Why not? I want her to try. There's nothing wrong with failing. I want her to know that. It's okay to fail. You're not going to be good at everything. You're not going to always get your way. You know, I want her to know the truth about life and the truth about this world. I want her to have her own perspective and be allowed to express herself freely without judgment and without, you know, anything like that. I feel like that's so important that we didn't have that. Like, I couldn't talk to my mother about everything that she would tell you differently. Of course you could have. How? I've been conditioned to keep certain things from you because of how you would react. You would judge me if I told you I did certain things or you would reprimand me for making certain mistakes instead of supporting me and saying, that's okay, son. You're young. These things are going to happen. It was like you couldn't make a mistake. Like, how could you fuck that up? How could you do this? It was like, well, damn, I'm not perfect. It, it's a lot of pressure, you know? And I don't want to put that pressure on my daughter. I want her to come up easily. I want her to tell me everything and tell me things. But you got to be that parent, though. You can't be no dictator. You can't be no angry, aggressive, dic- like just a punishment parent. You know what I'm saying? Always making them do what you want them to do. Everything. You got to uh, be, be, come on, be friends. Which Like, you want your kids to be cool with you as an adult. You know what I mean? You want them to come around and really just hang with their they pops today. And I'm showing my dad. I'm, I'll hit you back. When I was a teenager, I didn't want to hang with my fucking parents. Can't be myself around them niggas. I can't talk how I want. I can't curse. I tell my girl all the time, like, yo, if the kids curse, I don't care. Just don't do that shit in public. You in the house, curse. Her son curse. He's 16. I hear him in the room all the time. Bitch ass nigga this and I'll fuck you up. Slap the shit out you. Fuck out of here. I don't say nothing. He's 16. You think these little niggas ain't cursing in school? They in high school. That's what they listening to. <laughs> like, be like be for real. Like, who the fuck? What you trying to raise? Like, you cursed? Be realistic. Like, what? come on. But anyway, enough about that. I got my whole life to parent and, you know, and learn and, and you know, Give what, I, give what I've learned to the non-parents that's still out there because there's a lot of people that don't have kids. So now you get some kind of perspective from me as a new parent. Um, and I think that's going to be very interesting to do throughout the journey of the show. Now. Before we get to the, uh, the elephant in the room, <laughs> talk about pregnancies and babies. We're going to get to that. The Grammys passed. Uh, you know, 
we not we not gonna hype up the Grammys when it's convenient. Like black people only watch the Grammys when the people that never want to be there are there. Jay Z and Beyonce don't want to be there unless they're winning something. And Beyonce once again lost album of the year. She lost to uh, uh what was she lost to? One of them fuck Harry Styles. One of them motherfuckers. I don't know. Um. Taylor Swift. I don't know who she lost to, but she lost. This is the fourth time Beyonce has been nominated for this award and has lost this award. And I will say this. She deserved that album of the year at least three out of those four times. Lemonade didn't win. How the fuck did Lemonade not win? Don't know. Um, very gay, the Grammys this year, which is the normal. Most of the white music is gay now. It's like rock and roll is dead and everything is gay. And if people don't like that, you can feel how you want, but it's true. Okay? There's no more guitar. There's no more rock and roll. Remember you used to turn on MTV and you used to see people with guitars and drums? That shit is dead. It's not mainstream rock anymore. Rock and roll and heavy metal, all that shit faded away because of hip hop. But then you got pop music, and you got white music, which is pop. So you got the Taylor Swifts and the Bruno Mars and the Weekends and the, and the, and the, and the Adele's and the Lizzo's. You got those people. Those are the megastars of now. The Harry Styles and the fucking, you know, the Bruno Mars and the Bad Bunnies. You got those people. You know, even you could throw Drake in there a little bit sometime. Most of his stuff is pop, hip-hop. But... The Grammys ain't for the niggas no more, bro. Hove was there because of B. Kendrick got his rap album. Duh. Like, you thought Pusha T or, or, or fucking Jack Harlow. Who else was nominated? Pusha T, Jack Harlow, Kendrick, and somebody else. I don't know. doesn't matter. They weren't beating Kendrick. Pusha T, you can rap about drugs in a multi-layer way all you want. I don't think you're going to get that Grammy, bro. Your album wasn't a moment. Like, nothing, like, it wasn't a moment. Like, people weren't like, ooh, this, you know, you had a, just as much a chance as fucking Freddie Gibbs. You know, like, Fred, and Freddie Gibbs shit was actually pretty good. And I'm saying Pusha shit wasn't good. But, you know, compared to Kendrick, no, you're not. You, you, come on, man. You're not, you're not that. Jack Harlow. I don't know what to tell you, brother. <laughs> Chris Brown lost to somebody he never heard of. He didn't like that. And, uh, you know, Bad Bunny got an award. Don't know which one. Stevie Wonder performed. You know, our veteran acts must be to be like, just honor them. We don't, we don't need them to perform. You know, uh, they had uh, D from Oisha singing at the Super Bowl. That was interesting. But uh, overall, the Grammys, I didn't watch it. I just watched like the YouTube clips and highlights of the speeches and all you know, the performances and all this shit. Very gay, like, like I said. Uh, yeah. But shout out to everybody that won <laughs> Grammys and... Everybody that had a great weekend that weekend. Now we fast forward to the next weekend. Super Bowl Sunday. Eagles. Chiefs. 
black quarterback versus black quarterback. Pat Mahomes versus fucking uh, Jalen Hurts. Eagles are probably the best team in football this year, which is why they were in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is probably the best football player all year, which is why they were in the Super Bowl. And which is why they won the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. They also won in 2020. Yeah. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, that Patrick Mahomes guy is something else. You know, we saw LeBron break Kareem's record. Shout out to LeBron. That happened while I was in the hospital, you know, that night. Uh, uh, Kareem didn't look too happy about it. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, but bitch-ass nigga, Braun, Braun broken. And Braun been really chilling since. He been chilling. He ain't been playing. He been, like, I don't know. You know, they traded Westbrook. Kevin Durant is on the fucking Suns. Kyrie Irving is on the Dallas Mavericks. A lot happened while I was gone. I missed one episode and the whole world shifted. They shooting down balloons over the country. What the fuck is going on? They done shot down two, three things since that balloon over fucking Montana. They shot some shit down over Canada. Now they talking about it's not aliens, but they don't know what the fuck it is. In in Ohio, not Cleveland, in Ohio, a fucking train crash or a truck exploded or some shit. I think it was a train. Some poisonous gas shit Exploded. It, what What the fuck is happening here, bro? Well, let's go to the Super Bowl. Now, people could say, oh, it was the Rihanna Bowl. And look, we go get to that. Let's talk about the game. Great game. One of the best Super Bowls I've seen in some time. Probably the best Super Bowl I've seen since the Titans and the Rams. Remember that Titan? Was that 99 or 2000? One of them years. The thing about him in 99. The Titans with Steve McNair and the Rams with Kurt Warner. Probably one of my favorite Super Bowl games that I ever watched in real life. Um, excellent game. I think, the, the, I be, well, the Titans did lose at the last second. They reached out, didn't get it. Heartbreaking. Now, this, this game was to the wire as well. Both great offenses. The defenses had it rough because these offenses are so good. But the game was tied with about a minute left. Patrick Mahomes has the ball. He re-injured the ankle, but he comes out there, scrambles. He does what he does. And there was a hold at the end, pass interference, which allowed them to waste the clock down to nothing. Eagles had no timeouts left. Kicked the field goal, won the game, and that was it. Uh, Salute to the Kansas City Chiefs. Salute to Patrick Mahomes. Um, salute to Jalen Hurst, man. He played a hell of a fucking game. Hell of a game. Give that man his money. Pay him. Okay? He's what Dak Prescott couldn't be. Okay? I hope y'all Cowboys fans hear that. Jalen Hurts is what you wanted Dak Prescott to be. It is. It's a fact. He got them to a Super Bowl. Dak has never got Dallas to a Super Bowl. I don't think he ever will. If you have to go against Jalen Hurst every year, good luck. Good luck, brother. I wish you all the best, my man. But yeah. Now, Rihanna. 
Rihanna. Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. Fenty, Fenty. Now, Rihanna was the halftime show. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, but a few years back, Rihanna was invited to do the Super Bowl and she turned it down because of the Colin Kaepernick shit. But now Hove is involved. And I think a lot of people forgot this. Hove is involved with the NFL in the entertainment for the Super Bowl. Him and Rock Nation are the people that control this thing, which is why you last year you saw Dr. Dre and Eminem and 50 Cent and Snoop and the Mary J. Blige, and you saw the blackest Super Bowl you've seen in some time. So now we got Rihanna, who said she would never do it, but now, as a favor for Hove, more than likely, because you don't get paid to perform at the Super Bowl. I don't know if people know that. However, the payment is, there's about 50 million people watching, and if you want to get anything off, I suggest you you pretty much should do it. It's not a gig you really turn down if things are okay. But I get Rihanna was being socially conscious, like especially a free show. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all do provide the amenities and then y'all pay. There's no, no expense spared for the set. Y'all let me have full creative control of how, what I want to do and my dances and the wardrobe. You, everything is covered through the NFL. There's just no payment. But it's fine. So Rihanna's here. She comes out to bitch better have my money. Big tune. And I, I, I really feel like the disrespect that people were giving Rihanna, because they was like, damn, I didn't know Rihanna had so many slap. Nigga. Do you do you know? Do you know who the fuck Rihanna is? I think people fucking forgot who Rihanna is. Like. Like, you, are y'all fucking sick? Now, in the beginning, we see Rihanna and it's all red and she's on this square and it's floating in the air and we're like, wow, okay. And then we get a close-up, Rihanna. Her stomach, zip, jacket zipped down. There's a pudge there. The eyebrow goes up. Wait, is she pregnant? Maybe she just didn't lose the weight yet. And it's like, wait, but when did she have her son in May? Rihanna. You ain't been working out. You a world performer, but she don't perform no more. Just not a rich billionaire. The fuck? She just running around living her life, chilling. But we looking and I'm like, damn, she's pregnant again. That was kind of quick. Hmm. When the fuck did Rocky... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Rocky, what the hell is going on over there, bro? You can't stay off her. And salute. Because, hey, let me tell you something. If I had the money, I, I'd have my girlfriend pregnant again right now. Because I be watching her pump her breast milk and I just be like, dog, you go, you gonna have to hide them, yo, bro. Let me tell you something. We ain't having sex in a minute. And the doctor talking this six-week shit. And I understand that and I respect that. But however, other things work and men have needs. And I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with me. Because I was like, bro, that's your girl. It's like, you good. Just let, let the time go. And she ain't going to front on you. know how y'all do. Yeah, but nigga. It's not easy. You know? And I feel like my girl low-key forgot how to be intimate because I come home and I hug, I hug her and she's like awkward a little bit. I'm like, you know we still have to be intimate even though we just had a baby. Don't lose that. I told her that the other day. Like, we can't lose our intimacy. And then our relationship won't be shit. And we'll just be homies raising a kid together. That's not what I want. I'm still attracted to you very much so. So, yeah. Don't, 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 don't slip and start putting us in that 
that old ass couple that just be together and don't never fuck around. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, Rihanna's pregnant. Cool. It was mixed reviews about the performance. I personally thought the performance was great. I watched it again. And I was like, you know what? For her to do all that pregnant, very, very tough. The optics were awesome. The camera angles were awesome. Like that shot where they had Rihanna from the bottom and you see the fireworks through the roof, phenomenal. The cinematography was tops. Tops. They went, they, they went all out. I enjoyed the performance. Not at the night of, not really. But when I watched it again the next day, I was like, yeah, she killed that shit. She killed that shit. She, y'all got to watch it again. If y'all only seen it live once, watch it again. She killed that shit. Now, I'm not saying it's one of the best Super Bowl performances and all that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying Rihanna did her thing. Um, now, after, you know, the, the, the halftime show passes, I'm on Instagram, and I just want to see the reviews. I'm on Twitter, and people are like, oh, that was, I forgot Rihanna had those much hits. Damn, Rihanna got, got hit after hit after hit. I'm just like, yo, what the... F- do you know she... Do, <laughs> When you not when you don't when you stop doing what you do, people forget what you like. Jake Cole got like sometimes you gotta do it to let these motherfuckers know you can still do it at the level that you do it. Just so these motherfuckers know, like you do you know there's Beyonce, and then right under, not far under, is Rihanna. And I'm not, I'm not talking about fame. I'm not talking about money. Because Rihanna crushes Beyonce in money. She has double what... but She she has double what Beyonce... Damn. Beyonce is allegedly worth 500. Beyonce worth 1.4 billion. She's doubled, almost tripled. Oh, oh shit. Okay. She's worth 1 billion, 400 million. If she spends a billion, she still got 400 mil. Like that, you can't spend. You know how long it's gonna take her kids to spend that money? Jeez. Anyway, um, I wanted to go through Rihanna's catalog quickly. Just, and that's why I compare her and B. The catalog. There's Beyonce with the hits, and then there's Rihanna right under. So it's like 1A, 1B. Respect level, the same. Fan base, Beyonce got that. I'm not gonna go crazy. <laughs> But the Navy's real. The Navy's real. There's the Beehive, there's the Navy, and then there's the Barbs. Yeah, that's the three. But Rihanna, she comes out to bitch better have my money. Like, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? Did y'all forget? When the... Come on, man. Stop playing. Like, you niggas kill me. I'm like, wait, did they forget? Yellow diamonds in the light. I don't understand how people forgot. Where was y'all partying at from 2012 to 16? I don't know what day parties you was at that 
They wasn't playing this at one point. Come on now. Fam, they had an NBA Finals that used this song as the theme song. Where you niggas been? Wasn't this when the Miami Heat was in the finals and they used this for the commercials? The Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs, game three, tomorrow. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, man. Come on, y'all y'all niggas. They, I, I could go all night. They thought she was going to bring Kanye out. They thought she was going to bring Drake out. Uh-uh. This is about me. When them niggas need a Super Bowl look, they ain't going to look for me. You niggas get your own moment. And Drake ain't from here. So I highly doubt that they going to go get his ass to do the Super Bowl. This ain't even your country sport. She was doing all the slaps. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could take it. No, you wanna And she didn't even get into all the bags. She did this record. That's when it was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, you now you remember that this is the Mike Will era. This when every beat sounded like this. Did she even do this one? Desperado sitting in a whole money collar. A man is out of She didn't even go to all her bags. She could have went to the she, did she play this? Imagine she got out there with a guitar player and went crazy. She didn't even go old school. Like, y'all, y'all. Huh. It's all right. Rihanna only put 10 years in musically. Come on, man. Anyway, we gonna cut it because, I, you know, I don't want no copyright. Rihanna will get a nigga copywriter. She's too big an artist to just have her shit playing on your part and you don't get a warning. So, but yeah, stop playing with Rihanna's name. Stop playing with Robin. Stop playing with Robin. Love she. Bare fucking scut, buddy. Anyway, uh, and now, Rihanna dropped the pictures with Vogue. Shout out to Vogue. They dropped the pictures today. Hun rocking on the cover. Her son is everywhere. He's beautiful. He looked just like his damn mother. Forehead crazy. <laughs> that is definitely her mother's son. Now, my girl said he looked like Rocky. He has Rocky's eyes. I see it. Rocky's forehead is big, just like Rihanna's, but yeah. That is a vision baby. He's a chubby baby, too. God bless him. God bless Rihanna. God bless Rocky. Salute. Such a happy, beautiful family. I love love. I love to see it. You know? Everybody deserves love. Let me tell you something about love. Real quick. And I don't want to seem like because I have it now. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about blah, blah, blah. No, I just want to be, be real with y'all. Love is beautiful, bro. Having somebody that loves you for you. 
because you're you and they love everything about you. And like, you just know, like you just, damn, she loves me. Like she really, she loves me, bro. This girl would do anything for me. Knowing you have that and it's real and it's not because of something. It's no hidden motive. My girl don't have no reason to love me the way she do, but she does. Like, I, 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 I mean, she does have reason. I'm very good to my girl. I'm very good to her. But in the beginning, in the beginning, it was just like, hey, I'm right in front of you. I'm right here. You know, and we, you know, coming from being single for so long, I was single for so long, you get used to that shit. And it's a very dangerous place. I heard somebody say that a while ago, like being single for so long is dangerous because everybody needs companionship. And it's a fact. Everybody needs somebody in some capacity. You need somebody to talk to. You need somebody to just open up to. I tell my girl everything, everything I'm feeling, everything I think. Even dark shit, like, yo, I feel like I tell her because I know she's not going to judge me and I know she loves me. That's very freeing to know you have that support. I think people that are sad and miserable long for that. And I think we ultimately all want that, but we have to know how to find that. Right? People have types. Right? And that's the first mistake. You shouldn't have a type. You should go for who is about you. Love who loves you. You've, I know everybody heard that before. Right? Love who loves you. Most of the time, we ignore the people that's best for us. And they're right under our nose. I told my girl all the time, we met in the beginning of the pandemic. Not beginning of the year. Right before the pandemic kicked off, we was dating. We were going on dates right before they shut the city down. Like, we started dating February 2020. Like, end of January, February 2020, around that time, we started dealing. So, to be here now with a baby, I couldn't, you couldn't have told me this two or three years ago. You couldn't, you could not have told me this. Like, oh, you have a kid in three years. Ah, get the fuck out of here. With who? With her. I don't know about that. If you'd have told me that in 2020, I'd have been like, I don't know about that. In 2021, I'd have been like, yeah, I can see it. It took a year. It took a year for me to wake up and get my head out my ass and realize, fam, she's it. She's it. Accept it. Allow it and embrace that shit. All that petty, single, individual, player, cool, play guy shit you doing ain't about nothing. It ain't about shit, and it ain't about, it ain't, it ain't, nah. Nope, let it go. Drop all that shit. Drop it. Let it go. That's not you no more. You don't need to be that no more. You don't got to do that with her. You don't got to be fake with her. You can be yourself fully, and she'll accept you and love you. Okay. And I've seen that more and more every day we speak. You know, me and her don't argue. We have debates sometimes. And it be me. I'll be the one that get all fucking riled up and heated. Nicole, she, um, she's the yin to my yang, man. Like, she balanced me out. Like, when I'm wilding, she composes herself. And if, if I get too crazy, she'll turn up on me. Don't think she's my girl some punk. 
he turned up on me in Disney World. I was like, oh shit. I shut the fuck up after that. I was like, hey, I'm, yeah, you got it. You're right. I'm wildin'. I don't like when she mad at me. Mm-mm. No. I could be mad at her. She'll just be like, you nigga, whatever. She'll ignore me and just brush the shit off because she know how I am. I'm a crybaby. I'm working on it. I, 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 but I'm not, you know, sometimes I throw my little tantrum, but my girl knows me. She respects me. She understands me. She knows when I'm like, all right, he's just in a mood. It'll pass. He'll apologize. Not even that. I, and, I, and with me, it's like, not about, it's not about, her, but she told me, it's not about the apology. Just don't do it. Just don't fuck up. Just don't have to apologize. And I, was, I learned that from her. It was like, okay, nigga, you know you're going too far. You're a little riled up. Calm down. Because if you have to do something, you got to apologize. There's only so many I'm sorry's a woman going to tolerate. So you want to keep them shits to a minimum. Fellas, that's the gym. There's only so many sorry's you go get off. Okay? Sorry is okay here and there, but if you always... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not bad. Nah, bro. No. Stop fucking up. And, you know, that's what she taught me. Like, taught me, like, be more conscious of what you're doing, how you're moving, what you act, what you're saying, how you're acting, because it, it, it can compile into a person being sick of you. And I don't want her sick of me. I would never get sick of her. I love her. So, you know, I worked on these things with me. And, and just find somebody that you can be yourself with. Be patient, you know. I told y'all the story, Nicole. We met on the podcast, from the podcast. She was listening to the show. She followed me. I've seen her picture. I'm like, oh, I'll follow her back. But I didn't know her story. I just followed her back. She DM me good show this week. And we just went from there. We just had a cool little, you know, and we just got cool with a DM. And, um, you know, at the time, she was pregnant with her, her now three-year-old. So she was, you know, she wasn't trying to holler. <laughs> but, you know, she was a fan of the show, and she just reached out, you know, and this is around 2019. We just talking to DM, hey, how you been? Good show this week. And then we just talked. Uh, yeah, fast forward to February 2020, we was dealing. Fast forward to now, we have a family. And, you know, as a man, you got to be okay with that. I say all the time, don't have no kids till you got all your bullshit out the way. If you still want to fuck bitches, don't have no kids. If you still want to go to the club on the weekend, don't have no kids. If you still want to chill with your boys, don't have no kids. Get all that shit out your system. All that chilling and partying and bullshitting and fucking hoes and do it. But when you done, then you have children. That's what I would say. Because if I'd have had a kid, like, when I was in my 20s, I'd have had a baby mama. I would have 100% fucked it up. I would have 100% been in some fucked up situation, child support type shit. It would have been bad. And I'd have been a whole different nigga. I'd have been in here hating women. But now I'm in a situation where I'm in a loving, healthy relationship. I have a beautiful daughter. I have a beautiful family. And we all positive. And then my, my story is different. My testimony is different. I don't have the story that these other niggas have. Like I got to tell you, I don't have these problems. But yesterday was Valentine's Day. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed. A lot of fake shit going on. Like everybody got gifts, all these gifts. Like, all right. It's a val- now, now, it's Valentine's Day. That's one fucking made-up holiday. So what's the next holiday y'all go, go crazy for? 
I'm going to tell you right now, birthdays and Mother's Day, that's it. Christmas, that's it. I'm not getting you shit on, like, Valentine's, whatever. We could go dinner. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I want to get my girl on the Valentine's, but we don't care about that shit. That's just us. She didn't say one word to me yesterday about no fucking Valentine's Day. Nothing. You don't even think about it. Like, I wasn't even like, damn, should I get her flowers? I was like, nah. Eh. For what? Fuck all that shit. We, we, you know what I mean? But the people that do it, I get it. Salute. Y'all do all that shit. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Now, what else is going on? Let's see what stuff I saved. If I don't have nothing else, I'm just going to go live. But the live going to be a bunch of fucking, congratulations, how does it feel? And I'm be repeating myself on here, so I might clip that. I might clip the live. Um, Let's see. Adidas will lose $1.29 billion in unsold Yeezys. Woo! And I hear they low-key want them back. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye, I would tell them niggas to suck my dick. Fuck out of here. Now you want me back? I know. I know you do, dumbass. Y'all wasn't shit without me. Adidas provides top and bottom line outlook for 2023. Adidas today published its financial guidance for 2023 while the company continues to review future options for the utilization of its Yeezy inventory. This guidance already accounts for the significant adverse impact from not not selling the existing stock. This would lower revenues by around $1.2 billion in operating profit around $500 million this year. Against this background, Adidas expects currency neutral sales to decline at a high single-digit rate in 2023. The company's underlying operating profit is projected to be around a break-even level. And Kanye said, Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Shout out to Ye. Can I talk my shit again? All that anti-Semitic shit. What about it? He said on Drink Cream, I could say anti-Semitic shit and Adidas won't drop me. And then they dropped him and called his bluff and now look, dickhead niggas. <laughs> okay. So. What else going on? What else we got? We ain't got shit. This is something I seen that was interesting. And I want to uh, play this really quickly. Talk about this for a second. I might do it a lot. Let's see. Female hyper users of Instagram are also, they're sadistic, Machiavellian, psychopathic, and narcissistic. And they optimize for, for short-term mating strategies. So they're promiscuous. And that's a marker for antisocial behavior. Antisocial people, broadly speaking, have more sexual partners. They start engaging in sex earlier. They're more callous in their utilization of themselves and others. And so, would you call that toxic femininity? Is there a such oh, a thing the, as toxic absolutely. femininity? Absolutely, we know what toxic femininity is. It's, okay. it's the female version of antisocial behavior is reputation savaging, yeah, gossip, innuendo, backbiting, and females are very females can be very good at that. Now, men can do that too, and they do, especially on social media. But it's definitely the case that social media enables female antisocial type behavior clearly, and so it scales. We were talking about. 
you know, whether the feminine ethos scales. Feminine pathology scales magnificently on social media. Female height. Female. Okay, so what he's saying is women that abuse and use Instagram have uh, abused their sexual prowess and it skews their uh, dating overall. Um, I will say this. I'm going to back out of these conversations just for the simple fact that they don't, they don't go anywhere. Like, this guy, I get it. You know, he's an older guy. I guess he researches data and things like that. But there's a lot of choices out here. You don't have to date those type of women. Something I said on my story yesterday was you have to know the difference between a female and a lady. And I use that example because, for example, my girl does not smoke. She doesn't smoke anything. She doesn't smoke at all. She only smokes with me. She doesn't know how to go buy weed. My girl don't know how to roll up. My girl don't have smoking shit in her house. Now, there's nothing wrong with female smokers. I just don't fucking want you. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't want a girl that I could walk in her house and it smell like weed. I don't want that. I never want, no. I don't want you to pull up and you like, yo, why you roll up, bro? Bitch, who you talk? What? You want, who you talking to? Roll up. Bitch, what? I don't, I don't want a chick that, that you know, I, now listen, in my past, I fucked with girl. I, yeah, I'll deal with you for sure. Ain't no harm in that. You can fuck around, but be my bitch? No, you can mm -mm. You can never. You can never. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, no. Get the fuck out of here. You cool. That's the party girl. You party with them. You know when she come over, you go get some weed. She go suck your dick. You go get some pussy, and she go go home. Her, love them. They have they, 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 they purpose, but, you know, it's not a long, long stay. Like, you... See ya. Um, now, I want to do this live. And uh, talk to the people for a minute. We are an hour in. Let's see what we got. Had somebody asked me, too, like, yo, when you, um, you do lives on the pod, does it, like, mess up? Listening, like people not listening because they could just watch it. I said only half the show is online. You guys still I did an hour that's like you will not see on video. So <laughs> excuse me, for me, don't really matter. People know they gotta listen anyway. I'm not coming to the studio to go live. I could go live anywhere. I go live from the studio because I'm doing a show right now. So that's why I'm doing that. Um, but again, do what works for you. Like, if it works for you, fuck with it. If it don't work for you, then don't. You know? Okay. Did I cut that light? Oh, no, that light's fine. The light. All right, so... Be alive. Oh, also, change my Instagram name. I am no longer the fresh fiend. I am the fresh father. Please approach me as such. 
Please greet me as such. Or Mark always works. Yeah, but I am now the Fresh Father. There's no more Fresh Fiend. My Twitter is at the Fresh Father. I am a father now. I am no longer a fiend. Uh, the fiend, Fresh Fiend name I've had since I was 20-something. When I first started Instagram, was the first name I ever had on Instagram. I stayed with it. Built the brand off it. Built myself with the name. And um, it was time to let it go. It's time to rebrand and switch it up. So now I'm the fresh father. I am focused on fathering. So this is my new passion. Okay? I want to be the freshest father there is. Some of my kids look at their pictures of us back in the day. Like, nah, I ain't gonna lie. My pops put that shit on. You goddamn right, kid. You goddamn right. And remember, your father was his own man. He never wore fucking red boots. Let's get to that. The red boots. I know people were listening to this show and it was like, yo, when you gonna get to the red boots? The red boots. Can we talk about the red boots? Every celebrity has these boots. Seth Rollins broke out the red boots at Monday Night Raw the other day. Super kicked the Miz in these stupid ass red boots. The brand mischief. This is the brand that made the Little Nas X Air Max with the blood in the bubble. They made the Drake Holy Water Air Max with the water in the bubble. They made the, the wavy van for Tiger. Uh, they made the, the wavy Air Force One. Uh, what else did Mischief make? Mischief makes a bunch of bullshit. Uh, I don't know the goal of this brand. They just make a lot of weird shit. Apparently, they've been seeding these boots to every celebrity that would accept them. I've seen Meg Thee Stallion's man had them on, Janelle Monet, uh, Emily. Uh, who else had them shits on? Fucking Shy Gildress Alexander. Uh, a lot of people wore these fucking boots. They thought Rihanna was going to wear the boots at the Super Bowl. Why the fuck would Rihanna go to the... They wouldn't be about Rihanna. The whole thing, focus would have been the boots had she wore those boots. And she wore some Red Solomons, which was much better. I'm pretty sure they were much more comfortable. Here's my issue. I feel like people are going to start to see these red boots so much on so many different people that they're going to start to like and want them. And then we're going to have a problem. Okay, right now, they're the big red Astro Boy boots. He's a cartoon character, okay? They made the boots to resemble his boots from a cartoon. All right, but we're in real life, and this is hu- we are human beings. We are adults. People can't even fucking get the boots off. Fabio looked like he was going to pass the fuck out trying to take them boots off. Hey, Fabio. That ain't even us, bro. We don't, we, we black. We don't do the goofy boot shit. Let the white people do the goofy shit. Why we always got to be the ones? And I, I'm, I wonder what, what white celebrity other than Seth Rollins did they put these to these two? Because they looked at them shits and said, ha! But all the black people threw them shits on. Hate them. And people are like, oh, you know Fab go have them on. I don't think Fab would do that. I don't think Fab would wear those big red boots. I don't think so. And then I think back and say, yo, Fab wore the pink Jimmy Choo Tims with the pink fur. Yeah, Fab might wear them boots, bro. I don't know with what. Maybe a jersey or something. Maybe a... a, 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 a 
I don't know, an Astro Boy bait collab tee he might have somewhere. Who knows? Fab has a lot of style, so he's going to make them be something. But I really, uh, that would, because mm. Fab influences a certain demographic. And the demographic that he influenced can't dress. And that's the thing that killed me. See, Fab, you got it. But the niggas that look up to you don't know what the fuck they doing. And you getting them hype. You hyping them like they could do that because they relate to you. But they don't know that they don't got your swag. They don't got your style. But they like you and they, you know, so they think they can do it too. And I got to tell y'all, everything ain't for everybody. What that man could do, you can't do. Okay? Got to know your, your fucking limits. Let's leave the red boots alone. Um, Tiana Taylor has a Jordan coming out. A one. A Jordan one comfort. Tiana Taylor, I love you. You, uh, you know we, I love you, Tiana. When she had her Adidas shoe, it was a movie. Remember the Tiana Taylor Adidas? Big deal. They had the Rose Gold, had the Black, the Rose in Harlem, Adidas by, for Tiana. Right? They was hard. They did well. Now you hear Tiana Taylor has a Jordan 1. You're like, oh, shit. Let's see. Because you know Tiana can fly. If they gave Travis Scott a fire shoe, she got to have a fire shoe. Nah. Nah. They ain't. Moving on. I don't want to get too crazy because I really like Tiana Taylor. And I don't, you know, you never know what go viral. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Thank you. I'm, yes. I am. I am. Thank you. Um, who else has some shit coming out? Uh, I was talking about Kanye before I recorded Adidas losing billions because of Ye. Um, damn, it was another shoe I wanted to talk about. Red Boots, Tiana Taylor. John Morant. John Morant has a shoe coming out with Swarovski crystals on them. Called 12 a.m. They're black. Swooshes like glittery. Now, John Moran is currently one of my favorite players. So naturally, if one of my, like when Kyrie got his first shoe, I bought every color. I supported him to the moon. I made, me and T-Mark got kicks, made that shoe a thing, you know? So, in New York, I don't know y'all cities, but um, I wanted to give Ja that same love. Like, even Russell Westbrook is my other favorite player. And when he had his first shoe, I was like, his first shoe wasn't that. But I was like, nah, I can't do that. So I skipped on it. But the, the more I see these Ja Morants, the more I don't like them. And I, I, it hurts me because I love Ja. I hate the shoe. I'm like, maybe the colorways? I don't know. But then I look at them and I'm just like, and then don't, and what the fuck? I'm going to wear essentials with them shits every day. I, I don't want them shits, man. So I'm cool on John Moran sneakers, man. And I'm not going to shit on them because the John Moran 2s might be fire. But the first one, they ain't, they ain't doing it for me. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a slow year for sneakers. See, sneakers are a lot different with Virgil not here. You know, with no more off-white dunks and no more off-white Air Forces coming out. And know they say another color's coming. They did green. Then they're going to do the next purple. They used to make colors all... Let's give the Virgil thing a rest. Shout out to Pharrell. Pharrell has been appointed the head designer at Louis Vuitton. Um, big look for Pharrell. Proud of that. You know, he deserves that. 
deserves it. Pharrell is definitely top 10 best dressed black men, entertainer, rapper, whatever you want to put him in, producer, whoever. Top 10. I can't give you the, the order, but I could give you the top 10 best dressed rappers. Best top 10. Let's see. You got Tiana Taylor. She's not a rapper, but you know, she's in there. Tiana Taylor's in there. You got fucking, uh, let me see. You got Tiana Taylor. You got Pharrell. You got Kanye in his prime. Not now. You got Cuddy. Shit. Who knows? Let me see. You got Wale. Uh, I would still put Fab top 10. Still. Top 10. I would. Dressing. Dressing. I would still put Fab top 10. Uh, let me think. Who else would be doing anything that I like? Hmm. Rocky. ASAP Rocky. I like his style a lot. Honorable mention, Theophilus London. He used to do his thing in his own way. A lot of vintage drip. Chris Brown does okay. I wouldn't put Chris top 10 because Chris don't do no trends. And no, you know, he's he not known for a certain style. He just, he just dressed nice. I wouldn't put him top 10, though. Damn, that's a good... I don't even know how many I need. I got maybe six. I got to really sit down and look through it. Because, um... Trying to think. Rappers. Permit rappers. Hmm. Big Sean. Big Sean dress when he wants to. Even I would hmm. Nah, I can't put Big Sean. Maybe Big Sean when he first came out. Big Sean now, I don't know. I haven't you don't you don't see him as much. But yeah, but anywho. Tiana Taylor shoe I don't like. Um NBA. Jeez. Cam is top 10 trendsetters. Trends, money bag dress is terrible. Cam is a trendsetter for sure. Money bag, no. Money bag dress like little baby if little baby wasn't lit. <laughs> like, like he's like a baby little baby, but he's taller with more muscle and a, and a worse hairline. I don't know. Money bag don't really give me like fly vibe. Put shit on. Um, the fuck was I just saying? What was I? I'm glad I'm alive. What the fuck was I just talking about before the? Damn, back at me, bro. Fuck, while I fit game. I don't know. A little, littler baby. Yeah, facts. Littler baby, but he's bigger. Top five shoe game and sitcoms. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, Marlon Wayans, Seinfeld, um, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans on My Wife and Kids had the pieces. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. I was just trying to do the top 10 best rappers. I can't name 10 off top. I got to really sit. And I don't have an order yet. I don't have the order, but I know Wale's in there, Fab is in there, um, Tiana Taylor's in there. 
Pharrell, Kanye. Nah, Jamie Foxx wasn't wearing no heat, man. He had some episodes where he would throw some shit on, but Martin. Martin had the taxis. Martin had the steel tens. Martin had the fucking pennies. Raptor sevens. Martin was wearing, Martin was putting that shit on. Martin was wearing some heat. Pennies. Then you got Will Smith was wearing everything. Concord, Jordan 9s. Like, come on. Columbia's, Harachis. Will, Will, Will was going crazy. Jerry Seinfeld, Jordan 6s, Harachis, Air Max. Going crazy. Marlon Wayans. I said Marlon. Marlon was going crazy. Up tempos, Rodman's, Concord's. Like, Marlon was getting all that shit off. Up tempos. Like, the, the blue up tempo. Y'all don't remember. See, that was 95. I was a little kid, so I couldn't get sneakers with the bubbles. There was a time where your foot was small. You didn't get bubbles on your sneaker. You just got the look of the shoe without the air bubbles. You had to be a certain size to get air bubbles. Yeah, Seinfeld was wilding. Seinfeld was wild. But Damon Wayans, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Seinfeld, and um, shit. Who else was to get some shit off? Jamie a little bit. Um, Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael. When he had his show, he used to go off. A lot of retros. Um, shit. Yeah. I forgot what I was talking about before all of that, though. When we got there. I don't know how the fuck we got there. I was talking about something that happened. Got the red boots. Rihanna's pregnant. I talked about that. Yeah, I popped the air bubble on my on my pennies. Oh, Kadeem Hardison on a different world. Ooh. That's a good one. Are you showing your age? Mr. Workman. You showing your age, Mr. Workman. Dwayne Wayne. A lot of Jordans with him. Jordan 5s, Jordan 6s, Jordan 7s. I don't think the show was still running when 8s came. That was like 93. Yeah. Hmm. Kadeem Hardison. Even in White Men Can't Jump, he had the Sixers on with the Jordan jersey. I'm going to wear my Sixers tomorrow. I forgot I had them shits. Infrared with the Nike Air? Ooh! I forgot I had them shit. I'm wearing those tomorrow. I'm going to bust this. It's going to rain, too. Yeah, I'm going to wear those tomorrow. Eddie Winslow used to have a couple pieces, but his shits was always cooked. Like, he had cooked cement fours. But I know that was the style in the 80s. Your shits couldn't be fresh. Niggas wasn't having fresh sneakers. Especially with the big red boots. Oh, the red boots. Yeah, yeah, man. He spoke on that. Pumps. Reebok pumps. Big deal. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate all the DMs I got. Yo, I got so many DMs saying congratulations. I was like, I shouldn't even posted this shit. But I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Bro, I posted my daughter cry, the sound, and then I posted me holding her skin to skin when the nurse finally let me hold my daughter. Y'all should have seen how fast I came about that shirt. She's like, Daddy, you want to hold him skin to skin? Facts. 
I fucking ripped all my... <laughs> my girl was like, damn, you feeding? I'm like, nah, fuck that. She been born an hour. I ain't hold her yet. I ain't touched her. I want to hold my child. Yeah, but I got so many DMs. Thank y'all for all the fucking DMs and all the... Even the advice. People been giving me advice like, yo, make sure you, you know, don't let your baby get too much gas. When they get gas, they be wilding. Yo, make sure, you know, you do more breast milk than formula. It's better for the baby brain development and all of this. I'm like, yo, we already know that, but thank you. I appreciate that. That's love. I was double tapping uh, congratulations in the DM, just double tap, double tap. I couldn't say thank you to everybody. Thank you. It felt like a birthday post. Like when you put it, how do, the people that post on their birthday and, and respond to every comment, y'all are fucking, y'all are good. I'm not doing that shit, bro. Like, I seen it, appreciate that. And I, keep it that way. I can't fucking say thank you uh, fucking 50, 60 times, bro. In an hour. I look at my DM, I'm scrolling. What the fuck? I'm just... DMs, uh, the requests. And I have like a slight OCD. If I have notifications on my shit, I, it bothers me. So I have to clear it. Like, I don't know how people be having a text bubble. Just say 1,400 texts. Bitch, you got 1,400 unread OMB group chats. Delete it. Don't put me in no fucking, especially if I'm not in the group chat answering. Don't put me in that shit, bro. Remove me. Move me. Yo, it's so hard to get out of a group chat when one motherfucker got the droid. Why would you add a person with an Android to an iPhone group chat? You just made the chat whack. It's green now. What the fuck? That shit don't even tell you who the fuck wrote. It just come in green. Like, who's the green bubble? Who is that? But yeah. It uh, feels good to be a dad. People told me, oh, I see the change in you already. I, thank you. I, I would hope so. Uh, I felt like a switch hit once I held my daughter, like a switch, like a motivation. Past the crying and shit, but the motivation to do better and be better. like. All around. I want to get in shape now. Like, now I want to work out. Like, I want to be here for my kids. So I want to, like, be in shape so I keep up with them and run around after them and not be all tired and sloppy and lazy, breathing hard and shit. I want to be in tip-top shape for my kids through their youth. And then when they get a little older, that's when I can relax. Like, you know, just, just chill. So I've been thinking about getting in shape, working out, going running, Get my bike fixed since this fucking weather in New York. This weather in New York, I don't know what's up. It's been 60 degrees for the last week. We are in February. Like the Super Bowl just passed. It's supposed to be cold. Kids clothes for the little one. Yo, appreciate that, brother. Thank you. I'm buying my daughter a lot of vintage sneakers. Um, I'm going to buy her... As many vintage sneakers that I can find. Do you know, for one, if your kid ain't walking, they the sneakers, just, they last. They, they're baby shoes, so they've never been walked in. They don't have to be walked in. They just be on. So I'm trying to find my daughter OG Air Maxes. I got a couple pair I'm watching right now. Some OG, like, you know, Jordans. Like, I'm trying to find her, like, OG infrared baby sixes and OG... Black metallic fives, like the baby ones. So when she like one, two years old, she could go on a 
pretty strong run. And of course, when she gets older, I'll be posting, you know, her feats. I don't really think I'm going to post my daughter's, like, you know, her, till she gets way older. Way older. Maybe like three. That's when I'll, like, show her. Me, that's when I'll show. I don't. I can't. Maybe my. I know my father already posting pictures. My brother's definitely gonna post shit because he wants the brownie points. Oh, that's Shanice. She's so pretty. And like you know, yeah. I would rather you really not do that. Whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta load up on the sizes, man. When they when they little like this. Like, for, I know for my daughter's first birthday, I want to get her the reverse mocha Travis Scott's. Because I got a crazy baby outfit I already saw for that. And her birthday is in February. So, we could, like, really dress her. You know. Nice sweaters. Nice little, you know. Nice things. And my daughter got nice hair, too. So, I'm interested to see how her hair grows. I like how, you know, she's very light. I knew my daughter was going to be light, though. I said this on the show before. My daughter's going to be light-skinned. She's super fucking light. People are like, oh, she's going to get color. She's going to get color. Okay, cool. But I don't think so. <laughs> they got all the baby nights from 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to get my daughter. And I want to get my, my, little, my little three-year-old, my stepdaughter. I want to get her some OG shits, too. She walking around. Yeah, girl dads are the best. Listen, I always wanted a daughter. I never wanted a son. You know how some people are like, yeah, I want to have a son. And I want him to play sports. And I want my son to be this and my son to be that. I always wanted a daughter because, for one, daughters help their fathers. That's number one. <laughs> you could, like, you could call your daughter. To, I see it with my mother. My mother does things for my grandmother. My mother, my grandmother wouldn't call my uncle. She would call my aunt or my mother when, when she's sick or when, whatever, for anything. So for me, if my son ripping and running, like boys don't value family the same. Like, Yo, my pops want me to go do this stupid shit. I gotta go. Like your daughter would make it priority. She would be like, no, I have to do something for my dad. And then go do it and then do her shit. A boy? I've been a boy. I have a father. I know how I was with my pops. When my pops used to want to do shit, I ain't want to do that shit. <laughs> Yo, why don't you come me to such and such? Nah, man, ain't nobody trying to do that shit, man. As I got older, I wanted to be around my father more because I'm older now. But when the you when I was like young and gripping running, my I ain't want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love you, pops. See you when I see you. Like I ain't. But your daughters, they'll hold you down when you're sick. You need, you know, you just want to be made to feel good. Women know just how to make you feel good. Women know how to make you make everything all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like right now, my daughter's only a week old, right? But I'm building a bond with her. Not saying sons can't be that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in my later years, because I'm 37 now. By the time my daughter's 37, God willing, I'm still, I'll be in my 70s, you know? Your, your daughter, women pretty much will have their life set up by that age. When it's time for the parents to be old and retired and you want to go over your kid's house, you can go to your daughter's house. It'll be clean. 
Ain't going to be no riffraff. Ain't going to be nobody in and out. You know what I'm saying? Your son, depending on his situation, nigga live alone, crib dirty. Ain't no food in that motherfucker. Got to clean up when you get here. Ain't nowhere for you to stay. He ain't got no area for you. Your daughter will have a separate room. Hey, that's my dad's room. Oh, oh, all right. That's what's up. Got a room just for your dad? They just, you know, yeah, like, The only man you may marry is the one that loves you more than me. Hey, and that nigga better be damn good, too. You know? And then it's the other shit with boys, too, that every man fears. I'm not going to say. Okay? Every man, every heterosexual man has a certain fear for their sons. Do I need to explain? Or do you see the examples in society? You have Dwayne Wade. You have Magic Johnson. That is a fear of men. Every son ain't going to grow up to play basketball. Every son ain't going to go to the NBA. Every son ain't going to be a ladies' man. Some sons... You know what I mean? Oh, you can barely hear me. Niggas cut my audio. Stop playing. That's all right, because it's still recording on the podcast. So if y'all can't hear me on the live, listen to the show tomorrow. That's all recorded. Instagram can only do so much. You know. Yeah, magic is sick both ways. But yeah, but um, you know what I mean. Now, if my daughter chooses that path, so be it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can I talk my Can shit I talk? again? I don't have no problems with my daughter being that way. Because there ain't no man fucking her, so I <laughs> I guess I raised the right in a way. You know what I mean? No? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But yeah. I always wanted a girl. I got a girl. And um, it's going to be an interesting journey, man. It's definitely a different feeling. Um, and yeah, I can't... I mean, you know, people got kids. They know how to feel. But yeah, man, you know, the next step... See, you know, me and my girl got to get this crib situation situated. We going to be moving in together. Big steps. Naturally, we going to move in together. You know, I, I've been... I want to see my kid every day. I always said that, too. Like, I don't want to be no FaceTime father. I was like, oh, how's she doing? Let me see. She all right? She ate? Yeah? All right, cool. I'm going to see her soon. Nah, nigga, you free. What you doing right now? What do niggas be doing that they just don't have time to go check their kid real quick? Like, that's not important? That should be the number one priority in your life. It's your children. But I can't say that because niggas be having issues with their baby mothers. And that, that's, that falls on you, my brother. You got to know who you're dealing with. You can't be fucking every, anything raw. Y'all niggas be going raw and bitches that, that, you know, you don't want her to have your kid, but you fucking her raw for. Because now she had that kid, what you going to do? Not take care of your kid because you don't like the girl? That's not the baby's fault. That's not her fault. 
What you fucking her for if you don't like her? What you fucking her for if you don't want no baby with her? Raw, like red condom, or just don't fuck the bitch. Like, niggas act like they can't turn down pussy. Niggas act like you can't be like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want that. Because I don't want none of the shit that come with that. Niggas be so deprived of sex. That's why I be telling women, well, why men, men be fiending for pussy like they never got it? You know how hard it is to get sex? So sometimes we have to take what we can get, and in that, t- in that process, you might get more than a nut. And that's when every man got to either man up or pussy out. And a lot of niggas is pussying out. Because there's a lot of stepkids and stepfamilies out here with inactive fathers. You know what I'm saying? And niggas be having friends and lives. How you friends with a nigga that, don't, that made a whole kid with a woman and don't fuck with it? That's weird, bro. Like, you, you don't fuck with your own kid? What the fuck the kid do to you? You chose the mother, dickhead. So how the fuck you don't want nothing to do with the kid? You chose the mother. You, nigga. You knew Shaka Tima wasn't shit. You knew. You just wanted a nut. And you went raw. And you left it in too long. And now you got a son that you don't want because Shaka Tima's your baby mother. But you, you, you chose her, nigga. You fucked her raw, no socks. You meant it. Anytime a nigga take his socks off, anytime a nigga let you see his feet and he not West Indian, he like you. Because American niggas don't never show their feet. We'll walk around in socks all day. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, don't worry, though. I'm going to get more in my, my father bag as time goes on because it's a, all you deadbeat niggas, y'all not going to like me. Y'all not going to like me. And it's not me you don't like. You don't like yourself. Don't be mad at me for holding your truth up to you, nigga. You ain't no real nigga if you a deadbeat father. Period. Period. I don't want to hear none of that gangster shit. I don't want to hear none of that tough shit. I don't want to hear none of that jail shit. Take care of your fucking kids, bruh. They're yours. That's your nut. Okay? You did it. Own up. Take care of your fucking children. When you and the woman had, y'all had. It's over with now. Cool. Just be a parent. You ain't got it. You don't owe her nothing. You all you owe, you owe everything to that child. You know what I'm saying? If it didn't work out with the woman, that's fine. You know, I know a lot of people in the situation didn't work out. Like, yeah, we was together 10 years. It just didn't work. That's, that happens. I don't even listen. I'm not a fucking fortune teller. My intentions are to stay with my girl forever. But shit happens. I don't want shit to happen. I will do my best to not allow shit to happen. But who the fuck knows in 10 years where we'll be? Hopefully, we'll still be together, still be exactly what we are now. I don't see us breaking up. I don't have a... I don't, what do I do? I don't, I don't cheat on my girl. I'm with her every day. I, I'm, I'm faithful. Treat her good. She still laugh all the time, make her laugh. So, but I, I chose the right girl. That's important. That's more important than the baby. It's the right person because that's the person that's going to be raising your child, bro. A lot of niggas don't even think that way. The woman that you have, you have a child with is going to raise your child. It's not her body. It's her mind. Niggas be looking at, oh, her ass is fat, this and that. All right, that's all cool. What about her mind? Is she a fucking dummy or what? But anywho, 
my shadow ban is clearly uh working. I'm gonna end live. And uh you niggas have a good night. I'll save this if they let me. I heard it. They said they lowered my volume when I said the Magic Johnson shit, but whatever. Controversy is everything. I'm the broke Joe Budden. Who better than me? Best podcast alive. Yeah. We share that live. I'll name it later. But yeah, man. Anyway. Uh, I had a long day. Um, I am tired. You know, I know I have a newborn at home, so. I'm going to wrap this live. But first, I want to play some new heat. So I can get out of here. This is Larry June, 60 Days, featuring Alchemist. It just dropped yesterday or this morning. Here it is. Word, I've been grand scheming. Took a trip to the shine after I left Cleveland. Fresh game, touchdown, played the four seasons. She made a thousand first night, I told her she could keep it. Two days in Napa Valley, I'm meeting Sabanaki. I'm riding dirty through the traffic, took the Mad Ducati. I get them posted, if I want it, then I go and copy. Did a two meal play and fled to an island. 60 days. 60 days. Can I talk my shit again? A whole lot can change, my nigga. 60 days. 60 days. 60 days. Straight up. 60 days. 60 days. Only Only My leather coat is dragging in the dirt. I got buff from baggage in the work. I'm at the table. I'm having a dessert. Three-piece suit with the napkin and the shirt. I'm a big bowl of macaroni. Know how to spot and catch a phony and do the plaxico to myself before the matrimony. Stick shift Aston, I'm digging in my trick basket. Fixing plays, cut up the pie and split the change. A lot of shit can happen in 60 days. 60 days. 60 days. I know it's rainy out She fell in love real quick But we just hanging out I got all kind of shit I rarely bring him out He never did it like this I took a different route I paint a picture like Martin Johnson Child by my sink Turkish cotton is different You wouldn't spot I made it through when it got grind And found better ways to monetize It's had 60 days 60 days 60 days, what up time? A whole lot can change, my nigga. 60 days. 60 days, 60 days. 60 days, 60 days.
That was Larry June featuring Alchemist 60 Days. I think they got a project coming. I'm looking forward to that. Y'all know Larry's my guy. Uh, but yes, I'm out of here. This is Podium Podcast, episode 244. The fresh father here, the broke Joe Button, the best podcast alive that you probably never heard yet. But my time is coming. Consistency pays, my niggas. Keep going. I'll see y'all next week, guys. Peace. Did you, 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 did you